And welcome to episode 87 of the Misanthropod. I'm Snipe, and as always, I'm joined by Wibblet. Say hello. Hello, Willet. Great. <laughs> and I'm also joined by Droomble Mott. Say hello. 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 How are you, lovely gentlemen, this day? Fine. On this fine, I mean, as fine on, as on like, Thor's day, how are you? As, as fine as we can be, given that introduction. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, I'm well. How are you, Snipe? I'm very sleepy and a bit exhausted, which is probably why I just can't speak properly. <laughs> but I'm I'm in good spirits, so it's okay. It's okay. So, eagle-eared listeners, that's... yeah, that's the thing now, uh, <laughs> may have noticed that we are a week out of sync, and that's because Wib and I selfishly had a holiday last week. We're sorry, it won't happen again. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we went to the Norfolk Broads, which if you are not... It's not just a collection of women from Norfolk. <laughs> no. Uh, if you're not familiar, it is a very, very flat area of um, Norfolk in the, in Britain that is full of lots and lots of rivers. And you can kind of take little boat holidays kind of going up and down the rivers. And the broads are very wide, like, lake areas. So, some of them are broad, know. some of them are, aren't so broad. But you know what? It's fine. <laughs> They're broad <laughs> enough to be called broads. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, we were on a boat for a week, uh, which we were told um, by the um, holiday company uh, that we would have power and internet. That was... A lie. Well, <laughs> if if you count a um, cigarette lighter charger to be to be power... That, that had a maximum of two USB ports that charged pretty slow. Yeah. Um, that we didn't know you had to buy. So yeah, luckily... <laughs> I think your mother had one on yeah. there. Yeah, so I went with my, went with, uh, my uh, mum and stepdad. So Yeah, and also the Wi-Fi was a switch you had to turn off at any point you weren't using. Also, you couldn't charge anything or do anything when the boat's engine was turned off because it would just nuke the battery. And also, the beds were like five foot eight long? Like five, yeah. five foot eight? Which is not great for a five nine person and a 510 person yeah <laughs> it like literally like after the first couple of nights we, we had such cramp in our legs it was the waste yeah it was a whole thing but um it was it was a lot of fun uh we got to drive, drive a boat uh which i've never driven a boat I, that's that was, I've, I've driven boats before do you drive was... boats or do you pilot boats I don't know. You pilot boats. Or is there another another word that's boat specific? No, no, no. You you pilot boats. We had to rent a pilot twice. Are you captain a boat? Yeah. Yeah. Captain doesn't necessarily mean steer, though. Yeah. Uh, That's not the pilot. Captain, like... Helmsman, I guess? You helm a boat? You helm a boat? Yeah, let's go with that. That sounds fancy. Okay, you can, but that's not steering. Being at the helm is you take the helm. Yeah, that's the steering, right? Yeah. Isn't it? Not in Star Trek... Well, they just have a, a big room that is the helm, and they all just helm about, like, <laughs> helm. helms, angels. 
Okay, you're doing that thing where you realise that you're wrong, so you're just making stuff up. No, I'm not. I'm right. Uh, anyway, yeah, I uh, drove, drove a boat, which was interesting, so it means that I have, at this point in my life, overtaken more boats than I have cars in a car. Nice, I like that. Have you ever driven a car? I, I have driven a car, but in a parking like. I thought you were going, I have driven a car, but it was parked. <laughs> like, you oh. probably only took a lot of parked cars if you're driving around Yeah, a car which boat. doesn't count, whereas I have actually overtaken <laughs> boats that are moving. I so. overtook a yacht. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, they, they honestly, I, I was, I was piloting, helmsmaning the boat. I was helmsman's mayonnaising this boat because I'm I was listening. real life. I, I thought that'd make your ears prick up. And I like, for so, it's really weird how you stick on the right hand side a lot of the time. It's so funny. okay. Um, oh, it's because on a lot of boats the steering wheel is on the other side. Yeah, I think maybe that's it. Mm. And so I was driving down. And there was a yacht coming at me. Now, like, you know, because it's a yacht and I've got, like, a proper engine, I have to basically stay the hell away from them and give them as much room as I can. And they're going to do the same for me because I can seriously fuck them up. Yeah. What this yacht does is it just turns so it's sideways facing me. (laughs) Like, it, like, literally turns to broadside me and I'm like, what? Um. Um, And then they just zap into the reeds on the opposite side of the bank. (laughs) And then, like, this is really quick, by the way, how this happens. And then they kind of, like, reverse out, and they're sideways again. And I'm just sitting there going, I can't go any more further to the right. <laughs> and I've got Wib's stepdad being like, what's this fucking dickhead doing? And I'm like, that's a great question, mate. I have no clue. Managed to get past them, but it was just so weird. <laughs> yeah, I will say, um, if you've never done it, helming slash driving slash piloting (laughs) slash manipulating a boat is an interesting thing because you have it's like having input lag on everything you do because the slower you are the the higher the input lag so you turn you turn the wheel and it takes like a good like five seconds for what you've done to fully like engage so it's really bizarre. And yeah, the the faster you're going, the less of that you have, the yeah. more responsive it gets. So when you're traveling at slow speeds, and bearing in mind traveling on the Norfolk Broads is like maximum five miles an hour most of the time. Mm-hmm. So you're traveling pretty slow. It's like if you if there was land next to you, because it's mostly just reeds and like bog area. Um, but if you could run alongside a lot of it, or then you could walk alongside you it. Could, you fine. could run alongside the boat and keep up with it, basically. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's um, very surreal to to actually drive one. Um, also, yeah. the chair was the worst, and it gave me a big long bruise on my thigh. <laughs> yes, which I have just been fucking covered in bruises. I don't know if you saw my tweet, drummer Matt. Maybe you should like ring that bell, homeboy. Mm-hmm. Can yeah. you do that? On the, can you do that on Twitter? You yeah. cannot. Uh, no, you can. Where you basically get a push notification every time somebody tweets. Yeah, which but I have bell. set up for like it is. Stop! You don't. You don't want to ring that bell. It's not. It's not like the YouTube bell. It's a little bell. Yeah. Is it really a little bell? Yes. Oh, I don't. Know. I have set this up for multiple accounts. I do well, this with you and Drama Matt. Um, I just. I just check Twitter enough to to know when people tweet. Okay, fine. <laughs> fine. I mean I that. Care. I'm not saying that like that's a brag or like I'm better. I've checked Twitter more than you. I'm a worse yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was gonna right. say that's All the right. that's like yeah. the opposite of a brag. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's a confession more yeah. than a brag. Yes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I've been absolutely covered in bruises lately. Yes, oh. you have. I had a huge, like... From the boat? I think some of it. I had a galaxy bruise on my ass. Um, <laughs> I mean, you don't have to admit that on the internet. <laughs> no, I do. Otherwise, <laughs> the, the FBI will kill me. Did, <laughs> I had, like, uh, this big fucking bruise. Did it look like a galaxy or was it caused by the galaxy? I'd, I'd say more... I think it was little column A, little column B. I think <laughs> a better description would be a nebula bruise. Okay, it was a nebulous bruise on my... It was, it was, uh, you know, like the pillars of creation. Yeah, <laughs> it was like that thing from Excel that the universe that has arms. Oh, the microcosm. The microcosm from Excel Saga. From Excel Saga. That that anime <laughs> that slash manga that seen. most people will not know what we're talking about. I was yeah. wondering. You said that thing from Excel. I was like, the spreadsheet. How is? <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Okay. Okay. I'm, you know what? I'm going to yeah, reel this on, in to on, be about on. a subject. Okay. So, we did a bunch of stuff, um, obviously most of it in Norfolk, most of which isn't particularly worth talking about. Um, but a few things I wanted to bring up. One is that uh, because the internet is so spotty around there, because it's just large, open, like, countryside areas. It's a with hellscape! Rivers, inter- your mobile internet is pretty fucked up. So, playing Pokemon Go around that area was interesting because you'd end up, f- like, finding gyms that were re- that you'd have to like ghost gyms you'd have to latch on to some local like free wifi in order to just be able to put anything in <laughs> the downside of that is is that sometimes you'll put pokemon in stuff and you will not know how long it's going to take before you <laughs> get them back there was one yeah. in a pub in a village called acol yeah i re- yes i remember um, where our stuff was in there for like we we just threw a couple of things in like a pub yeah but um, there were there, were there were quite good pokemon mine wasn't i put in a shit one cuz i was i was I, suspecting this i put in my shiny dragon eye that's on you <laughs> Um, and it was there for like four and a half days. Yeah, we got silver by the time it kicked out. Thankfully, it and kicked we, out. We were a little worried, like, um, are we going to get these back? Because the internet connection there is really dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no mobile. You cannot get a connection there from like a regular phone. Literally, like, you can't even get a signal. You, you can't to, get a signal. You can't get any yeah. like 4G or anything. You have to use the pub's Wi-Fi and they don't advertise. They've got a Wi-Fi very well. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like... Oh, this was the pub that your uh, stepdad was really disappointed in me because instead of having vodka at 11am I decided to have a slush puppy <laughs> and he was like oh as I live and breathe and I'm like fuck off and comb your moustache I don't give a shit yeah pretty much <laughs> uh, but so that was a thing um, we also went to Great Yarmouth it was alright which I'm stealing con- your Twitter joke <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's fine uh, which, co- which I found out through posting about it on Twitter um, you can tell the people that live nearby it because they all go, Yarmouth is the worst place in the country. Having been there, it's not very good, actually. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's a seaside town. No, it just feels scummy. Really? Yeah. It's, it just feels I've like been, My any... grandfather, when he was alive, glad he's dead, he lived in Skegness. And Skegness is pretty bad. It, yeah. and it reminded me a little bit of Skegness. I mean, it is all British seaside, like... Towns and cities. Can't Not I in have Brighton. A... I've never been, but I really want to go. You go to yeah, Brighton, Brighton and feel exactly the same. No, it'll be amazing because <laughs> it'll be super gay, and I'll love it. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, uh, so we went to uh, to Great Yarmouth. Had the worst fish, uh, like fish and chips. Oh my uh, I've god! Ever encountered in my yeah, life? Yeah, I had fish, and it, it literally, you know, the end of a pier near like a a, a big fishery at like sunset. That's how that fish smelled and tasted. It was disgusting. Uh, which, coincidentally, we did have it on a pier. So, yeah, but <laughs> I was inside. 
but we, uh, we so we saw a couple of interesting things in Great Yarmouth. Uh, one of which was that we spent a long time trying to catch Snipe a uh, a cuddly toy from one of the little prize grabbing machines. <laughs> and I got one. I got the best one. It was a BBC otter, and his name is Sprocket. <laughs> it's from the uh, blue, I think blue planet. Like, yeah, the thing. Blue it was like a licensed toy, so it was actually pretty. It was actually like, well made. really well made. Unlike every other toy I wanted to catch, which were all shite. Which were all shite. But, but you've not that. caught something out of one before, have you? So mm, I remember I, I won like you know the really ugly ones. Like you know how there's the four pound of like per play guaranteed prize like ah. things where they're like a circle of polystyrene with like some really. Ch- tacky like pastel colored felt over it and like a smiley face or whatever yeah i won something like that one okay which honestly i wish i had because <laughs> it just made my day worse whereas now you've actually won something from a grabbing machine yeah uh god knows how much we spent on it you don't think about that when you're doing them um, i think about like about eight quid i don't think it was that much mm. on that particular machine it, on, on the whole holiday the whole, yes yeah. definitely um the other thing we saw was that I put on Twitter that we're in uh, Great Yarmouth, and aside from people saying offering it, commiserations, uh, apart from people offering commiserations or going, <laughs> "Isn't that the place that Bloodborne takes place in?" <laughs> That's what I thought um, of when I got there. <laughs> is that someone suggested to us a couple of um, places uh, to go in Yarmouth? Like basically, it was like five minutes away from where we were. One of which was a place called was it Wildfire mm-hmm. Games, which With was a y. which was just a, a kind a of game uh, shop local friendly gaming store um, so i had like warhammer stuff i had magic the gathering stuff it was it, it was fine it, it was not many people there and i think it was one that was more about like you going there to play stuff but yeah that was cool but around the corner from that was a place called norfolk board games war games and collectibles which was amazing which was like nirvana for someone like me who collects old 40k miniatures there were like a bunch of tables like set up and you couldn't see the table surface because it had so many miniatures on it. Wow. Yeah, basically what this place does oh. is it just sell. Well, it sells some new stuff, but for the most part, it sells used Warhammer miniatures. So both 40k and Warhammer Fantasy and a bunch of other stuff. There's like Flame. Uh, is it Flames of War? There was. Um, there was Bolt Action. Bolt Action there. was there, but there was, there was a bunch of other little, little games and things. But for the most part, it was 40k and Warhammer Fantasy, and it was just tables and tables full. I've got some pictures up on Twitter if you're interested to see it. Fascinating, and it's all secondhand stuff. And you can pay it by PayPal, which was really helpful. Yeah, was I was like, bit... "Hey, do you take card?" And he's like, "No." And I'm like, "Oh fuck!" He's like, "But I do have a PayPal," and it's like, it's so cute because he's like <laughs> written it down on like notebook paper, yeah. and he sellotaped it to the desk. <laughs> he's like, "There you go. This is my PayPal email," and I'm like, "Sure, mate." Take um, it. And yeah, just totally full of old things, and it's pretty reasonably priced. Um, as in, now we didn't. We're not after any at the moment, so we didn't get any. But if you are interested in getting the old metal Wolfen models, yeah. you know the less shit ones. There's like three sets of five in there. And they're for 25 like, quid, which, which is the cheapest I have ever, ever seen yeah. them by about a tenner. Exactly. So yeah, like go yeah. go get that. Just for frame of reference, most of the stuff there you can get quite cheap. Um, fortunately, um, there's not many things I'm actually after right now that I don't like specifically have like earmarked as being like okay i need this for this army this for this army and it's like modern models that i need to go and buy at some point so i didn't end up spending a fortune in there i actually only bought one model which was um, a first edition space hulk librarian <laughs> who's a weird derpy little terminator I love him. like really bulky really soft edges on it, it it's 
beautiful, and I'm, I'm current. I've currently started um, painting it. Even though I have a Leviathan Dreadnought to finish painting, I'm like, no, I'll finish this shit model before I finish this genuinely amazing model. Yeah, that sounds like you. Um, but yeah, if you are ever in the neighbourhood, um, definitely go and check it out because I can guarantee you will find at least one or two models in there that you will have to have. Um, and like I say, um, going by eBay prices, which is how I generally sort of, you know, weigh up how good a price something is, um, like what the going rate for old models is, yeah, it's pretty much always cheaper. And if it's the same price, then you don't have to pay postage. So, you know, works out pretty well. Uh, unfortunately, they had uh, the, the bloke said that they had sold off most of their super old like Rogue Trader stuff on eBay like a few like a month previous. So they didn't have much of that, which is like my era. So that's probably the main reason why I didn't end up buying a lot. Because the only Rogue Trader stuff they had was pretty damaged or wasn't stuff that I was after. So, But yeah, that, that is a good thing to check out if you happen to be in the Great Yarmouth area. Uh, the last thing to mention from uh, from our little trip is that we drove to a beach that had a bunch of seals just sitting on it. So we got to go and see some seals and that made me very happy. And and there was a baby seal that kept doing the banana. It was so cute. Because seals, yes, they do the thing where they like make a banana shape when they're, they're happy apparently. Aww. And there was a baby one that was doing that. He just kept, he just kept doing a banana and it was the cutest thing. <laughs> and also the seals are the spookiest fucking thing. Okay, so like as you're walking along this beach... It looked like there was a bunch of really shadowy heads, like human heads, popping out of the ocean, staring directly <laughs> at you, and then slowly going back down. And I'm like, this is fucking, this is Junji Ito level <laughs> shit right here. <laughs> Fuck, dude. And then we like walked like two sections of beach up, and there was just like a bunch of them lying on the beach, just being super like chubby sea sausages and bananas. And so we went up and just took a. a fuck ton of pictures and videos of them and yet in the horizon at the corner of my eye i could still keep seeing these human shaped heads popping out (laughs) of the water staring directly at me and then sliding back down it was a surreal experience (laughs) also i have to say i i am still whenever when i think back so you know how seals move on land where they just kind of Basically how I get out of bed in the morning. Just blip, 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 blip. They, they, they blep along, you know, yeah. just kind of splodging along. I don't Trying know how to, to describe they, they what they have do. They have their, like, their splodgy body momentum just kind of like blobbing and and you know, splobbing as they go. Like like a chubby sausage. <laughs> this is the one situation where your unique vocabulary explains the situation better than normal. <laughs> <laughs> the shade very okay. accurate very accurate okay so they blow up and flop and blow up and flop um and and to, to to still today i am still smiling when i think about seeing it in person it yeah. is so adorable yeah i i just i love seals so it made me very happy well, i mean they're just dogs bit that get wet also wet the dogs. noises they make they were just like they were just lying there like like it's like oh mood honey they're fat dogs <laughs> that make the same complaints like noises to complain that i do like it's yeah. why can i not like them <laughs> um but you see yeah. that one where like like one of the the bull seals like accidentally kicked one of the other ones in the head and started a mini panic. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> like a bunch of them just oh no, like, was... 
Or there was a part where a woman puts on a cardigan nearby, so like five of them ran into the ocean. Well, no, they, they blip blopped into the well, ocean. Yeah, they as blip blopped into the ocean. As they could, they were like. <laughs> There's got to be a proper name for how seals move on land. Splorching. Splorching. I will accept splorching. Yes. Yeah. Or flopping. <laughs> yes. They flop. Yes. Yeah, flopping is good. Um. But yeah. Um, also, seeing them give the like like have a scratch is really cute. Isn't it? <laughs> But yeah, was there anything else from the holiday you wanted to mention? Mm, so many things happened, but not many I want to remember. <laughs> um, Jesus. No, I think that's it. Okay. I saw a bunch of bit. We saw a squirrel swim. Yeah, that was weird. That was fucking weird. I just saw some. I thought it was like a, a stick in the water, but it turned out it to be a, a squirrel. It was a grey squirrel just swimming its ass off. And like leaped out the water. I'm like, oh, I guess squirrels can swim then. Okay. Yeah. Saw a lot of cow butts as well. Yes, we did. Although that's not really podcast material to discuss the cow butts. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe for more cow butts. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I've just exploded our hidden demographic. A hidden demographic <laughs> of cow butt enthusiasts. Yeah. Anyway, Wib, what have you been up to? Apart from holidays. Yeah. Uh, because it has been three weeks, so only a week of that was spent on holiday. <laughs> so I've done a few things. Um... I mean, for one, will be uh, a, new, a new Codex compliant should be coming out soon. Although I have no idea when it'll be coming out in relation to this podcast coming out, so I won't say anything more about soon. it. Other than I recorded my voiceover like an hour before this, so. I haven't done mine yet because I'm really tired. That's fair, and you've got streaming to do I've like got after streaming this. Streaming to so. do after this, and I've already gone up and like hung out with my amazing murder boyfriend and stuff. You have to. When you say sentences like that, you have to give some form of context. No. You can't just say those because we're on a podcast and they don't live with you, so they don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I had to go and talk, hang out with my murder boyfriend. Okay. At like 1.30 Okay, what does murder boyfriend mean? My personal trainer. Your personal trainer. Okay, that's all we needed. Yeah. That's all we needed. I'm still fucking sore from yesterday. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't blame you. It's like every time I come back in from a workout, I basically, if I've done anything new, I, I basically go, Wib, sit on the floor. I'm going to teach you this one thing. And then he'll do it for like 10 seconds and go, fuck that. And then stand up and walk to the kitchen and make himself a cuppa. I mean, that's pretty much my reaction to most things. But anyway, I'm going to start, I'm going to do the <laughs> yes, thing that tell I'm supposed me. to do. Tell me what you've done. Okay, so a few things to, just a few things to mention. Um, I watched through the rest of Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, um, which is really good. Uh, I think I've I'd not watched... heard a bad thing, honestly. Yeah, I think I'd watched the first two episodes of it last episode, but I watched the rest of it. There's ten in total, and it's, you know, um, it's it sort of leads into a little bit of the events of the movie afterwards, so you can, you know, I watched the movie again afterwards. Um, and it's remarkable how the look is so, like, on point. Yeah, like how close the look, uh, look of those the movie made in the eighties and this TV series made in two thousand nineteen is. Um, if you are at all interested in like uh, practical effects, uh, Dark Crystal is one hundred percent worth getting into. It's really good. Um, I think it's it is uh, personally I think it's way better than the movie uh, because it has a story that makes sense. <laughs> it um, has a story. <laughs> I mean, it's not that it doesn't make sense. Just, uh, just uh, the pacing um, of the original is very, very slow, and it just kind of throws concepts at you. So I find it, I find it quite difficult to care about the story in the movie. Um, even though I think Skeksis are fucking rad. Like as from a design, I love them. 
Um, whereas the TV series, I think, manages, because it's got a lot more time to explore the concepts, does really well. Um, and may potentially have a few allegories to our modern political situations that I won't get too far Ooh. deep into. Uh, but basically, uh, it, it, it quite uh, succinctly explains why you don't appease fascists. Jesus Christ, why would you do that? Um, but... Uh, it's good, and I do recommend people watch it. Good. Uh, I've also been watching more Doctor Who. I'm well into the Peter Capaldi era now. Ah, I have thought well of Doctor Who. It. I forgot to write that down. I will. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I, I can't remember where I got up to in the last episode. I think I was towards the end of the Matt Smith run at that point, but I can't remember how far okay. I got uh, what, when I spoke about it last. What do you think of Capaldi, then? I like him. I, I I think he has quite often quite bad scripts to read from, but I think I, I like him his version of the Doctor. Mm. Uh, but I, 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 I like that he's very at a glance he sort of seems more grumpy than any of the other ones that I've seen recently. But mm. then he actually isn't in any, each individual episode. He sort of comes across as grumpy, but actually he has a lot of fun. So it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I, and I I associate with that a lot um, <laughs> because. Yeah, me. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I mean, I, I like it, again, like, you know, much like the uh, Matt Smith era, it has individually good episodes, um, but it does suffer from the Stephen Moffat problems a lot. Um, and I think, like, there's a couple of things that really started to get to me. One is the repeated bringing back of uh, Weeping Angels, um, like, in the Matt Smith era, like, hey... Um, they're good exactly one time as a one-time enemy, but the more you explore how they work, the worse they get. They're just not interesting the more you explore them. It just mm. doesn't work, in my opinion, anyway. Um, the other one is is that I noticed a really weird trend. I don't know if I brought this up last time, but it's really, really apparent in like the last... I can't remember if it's three or four episodes of the Matt Smith run, which is that it brings up huge concepts that and leaves interesting cliffhangers that would be an interesting thing to come back to in 10 episodes time so it'd be something looming over the series but then just does it in the next episode completely robbing any tension of it and it does this all the time um and this this is this is presence of the matt smith and the peter capaldi era the last uh, from where i am with peter capaldi's run um the uh, the exp- uh, my um sort of Example of that is that it brings up a whole thing where he saves a Viking girl who's played by Maisie Williams, which was a little surreal. I'm going, what is Arya Stark doing here? <laughs> and spoilers for something that was made several years ago. But basically, he makes her immortal to save her. And it sort of establishes a thing where like she's probably going to come back and she's not going to be in a good place. And then it just does it in the next episode. Whereas that would be a cool thing to come back to in five episodes time or whatever. But it does it straight away, so it robs anything of like, ooh, I wonder what's going to happen with that. Because it goes, no, we're just telling you. It happens in the next episode. Fuck you. Like, oh. Um, but the worst one of that is where um, Matt Smith finds out where he's going to die. The Matt, well, not Matt Smith himself. The Doctor, <laughs> played by Matt Smith. Although, although coincidentally, I'd watch. coincidentally enough, Matt Smith does know the time and place he's going to die. And he does have a plan. Um but he f- he finds out where his go- where the- where his incarnation well where the doctor in general will die and it's his incarnation because he's the last incarnation of of the um, of the doctor he finds out where he's going to die and it's going to be in a big battle and you go oh that's pretty bad and then it, to- towards the end of it 
he then gets um, his time stream invaded by a character called the uh, Great Intelligence that would be a really interesting idea and it makes out like it, it's an enemy that has been involved in like th- throughout the whole series but has actually only been in like three episodes because they forgot to lay the groundwork for it, I think. Or they just made it out to be a bigger villain from less input than it really should be. It, it, it's, Stephen Moffat's a bad showrunner. Um, but his timeline gets corrupted and Clara has to go into his timeline and save multiple incarnations of the Doctor. Which is cool, which is like interesting and you know deals with um, different versions of the Doctor. And you see like her superimposed. I think I might have mentioned this last time. This must have been where I got to because it has like the worst special effect I've ever seen in Doctor Who. And I include old Doctor Who in this. <laughs> of a uh, if it be of the of Clara being superimposed into old shots and there's a bit which is like the most the most early that guy with the glasses green screen looking thing I've ever seen. Um, but then the next episode is Day of the Doctor, which is the 50th anniversary special with John Hurt, which is fucking great because I just mm-hmm. like to imagine John Hurt as uh, in a parallel universe where John Hurt got a full run as the Doctor. I just like to imagine that that not actually existing world because that would be like like maybe maybe in a parallel universe like ten years earlier, so John Hurt wasn't quite so old because I imagine the at the time that he did the War Doctor, um, it would have been he probably wouldn't have been fit enough to be able to actually play the Doctor because there's a lot of running and he was quite old. But yeah, so maybe like ten twenty years earlier, John Hurt playing, but I think he would have genuinely made a fantastic Doctor. But yeah, that would have been good. Um, and that obviously involves um, Matt Smith, David Tennant, and him, and also involves all the old Doctors at some point as well in little scenes, which is cool because it's the fiftieth anniversary. And again, and like this is like one of the examples of like how it works. So they bring up that, and there's a whole thing about oh, Gallifrey could come back. We've kind of saved it from where it was previously, where the Time Lords were just completely gone. And it's like, okay, that's cool. However, slightly undermined how cool seeing all these stuff, this stuff involving the old Doctors, undermined slightly by the fact that the previous episode involved lots of stuff involving the old Doctors as well. Like, these things are more special when you don't do them very often. And it just does them straight after each other to, like, take the wind out of the sails of this really cool episode. And then the episode straight after that is the last Matt Smith run where they where they basically go, oh, by the way, uh, we found Gallifrey. It's like, oh, it was, it was supposed to be like a mystery hanging over the series of like, oh, you might be able to find Gallifrey one day. And like, granted, that does still hang over the series, but the fact that they, they slightly try and pay that off straight afterwards is like, look, let these things live for a couple of episodes and they'll be way more interesting. But the fact that you just constantly set things up and then instantly pay them off when they could be an interesting thing to make an entire series out of and this happens like every three episodes and it drives me nuts (laughs) like i don't know how well i've explained how aggravating it is but it's just constant and it is infuriating it's okay um but um yeah i am still basically enjoying it because i do still just like doctor who but yeah um it has its issues, and as I am approaching the end of um, Capaldi's run, because I'm at season nine, and I think he went up to season ten, and then yeah, I think that's right. And then season eleven is um, Jodie Whittaker, uh, which I'll presumably have to watch some other means because I can't watch it on Netflix. But yeah, um, so yeah, still enjoying it. But yeah, I, I have my issues, and 
every now and again I end up going, Jesus fucking Christ, stop it. Uh, the worst one being, there's two two minor points that slowly drive me nuts. One is it is the obsession with the ex who wide, the boy who stayed, the boy who waited, the girl who waited, the boy who lived, the girl who lived. All the time, these little that that turn of phrase is used so fucking it's, much. It's like the fucking friends is like the one where Joey doesn't share food or whatever. Yeah, um, it's like that. So many episodes named that or that phrase turns up, and it. It becomes increasingly tenuous how they use it, and it drives me nuts. The other one, which is the even worse one, is they never get bored of treating the phrase Doctor Who as an interesting question. Mm. Like, the, the, the whole Doctor... You get one per season. Come on, writers. Yeah, like, using it as a joke of, like, saying, oh, this is the Doctor. Doctor Who. Like, that will happen every now and again See, in if it all were Doctor me, Who. and I am literally fucking... Butt cheeks deep in Dadaism because that's just me. I'd, I'd, BBC, let me write d- the Doctor because the next Doctor is gonna be, uh, a werewolf. Okay. <laughs> okay. Would okay. you like I'm, to I'm know? Would you like yet. to know there is a uh, there there is a precedent set of a Time Lord being able to assume a an appearance that is not human. Yes. Uh, and so, I wrote it. It's in it's an old who. It's another time lord who just goes through multiple like physical regenerations just because she who can't decide how she wants to look. Yeah, how, like you know, one of which is an alien. You're gonna re- regenerate into like so many different like forms. Why always human? It's so fucking. Well, they're not. Boring. They're not human. They're Gallifreyan. Oh, you, they look human. You and know Gallif- what I mean? Yeah, and Gallifreyans just look human. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because it was made in the sixties. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, I'd be like, I'm gonna have a doctor that's a werewolf. Who also is just a fucking idiot, and then there's going to be like the real cool sidekick, the companion, who literally does all the good work, and everyone hates the doctor. And every time they go, I'm the doctor, and they kind of go, they kind of go, the doctor, and then they cut them off with how, Doctor How, and then they stop. Okay. Now, and then I... it's like, and it's just, it's perfect. And then like, no one says something like, spoiler alert. And then, <laughs> and then, and then the BBC, if you liked Moffat's writing, wait until my werewolf doctor starts flossing. I thought you were going to say fucking. Start... <laughs> okay, this doctor fucks. Okay. They f- this this doctor fucks. I think we are establishing, A, that you... Are a way better writer than Moffat. Because okay. I haven't mentioned the Weeping Angels. <laughs> Okay, so we've established that you're a better writer than Moffat, yet still should never be allowed near Doctor Who, I mean... and also probably need to get more sleep. Nah. Also, he, like, the Doctor, because, no, you know what, they, you know what, the Doctor is going to be an NB, because that'll just make idiots on the internet foam at the mouth for literally no reason. <laughs> Um, and also, they're going to be really nice and like squishmallows and have and wear a dinosaur tie. And they, in the end, they realize that they've been a bit useless and they throw a huge party for the companion that's sort of roller disco. So everyone's like, there's the werewolf doctor <laughs> on roller skates skating dear, around to like, sweetie, I don't know, what? Life of my, light of my life. What? 
I say this with all all respect and love. And yet, shut I, up. Mm, and yet, here we are. <laughs> Just stop talking. <laughs> it's fine. You can send off your treatment for the for the um, for, f- what doctor are we up to now? Doctor I, who? <laughs> That's my pitch. That's what uh, I'm gonna call it. It's gonna add a bunch. It worked, of... But you said it was Doctor House. You, 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 you no, Doctor no, no, Howl. no, 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 no. They always interrupt with that because they're sick of hearing the Doctor Who joke. It is incorrect. It's just okay. they're being silly. Anyway, I'm and then the on. next one's a cow when it's called Doctor Hoof. I'm gonna talk about the last <laughs> thing. Doctor Moo. <laughs> Doctor Moo. Don't encourage her. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. Sorry. Can you imagine just like. Like, the fucking intro with the TARDIS doing the stupid shit, and then it's just a cow. Moo. Moo. For fuck's sake, guys. <laughs> uh, okay, come on, move on. Yeah, it's perfect. It's this 15th <laughs> Doctor, Doctor Moo. Is this the content everyone wants? Is yeah. this it? Is this what you want? If so, I'll be quiet. <laughs> I, I'm going to talk about my last subject and then I will. I guess I'll just walk away and leave this podcast to the weeds. <laughs> I wanted to talk about my concept for the 16th Doctor. And I don't want to hear it. Okay. Send us a postcard if you want to hear it. Send it to P.O. Box. Snipe, stop now, please. Um, that's not. That's in no way a legal mail address. I know. I know. Uh, I, I the last thing I want to talk about briefly is I've started playing Impossible Creatures. <gasps> I've seen. Ooh. I've seen you play a little bit of this, and it looks really fun. Um, I didn't realize it was made by Relic. Uh, people make Dawn of War. Uh, and, well, well, I mean, they still tech. They haven't given up the license. They still make. They still made Dawn of War three. Like, mm, did they though? Yes, they did. The is only it? one they didn't make was um, Soulstorm, which was, ooh, Iron Law, I want to say. Anyway. I might be hideously wrong there, um, but that's the name I Tell remember. Tell me about your giraffe <laughs> Yeah, what, what giraffe. is this game? I do so, not know. Impossible Creatures is a real-time strategy game that does play quite similar to something like Dawn of War. Okay. Except what you do is you have a lab, and you make... you. you you get animals and you splice them together to make new creatures with new abilities. And on the fly, it sort of melds them together as it needs to. So, like, hypothetically, you can make, like, you go, you take a skunk and go, okay, I want this to be better at melee combat. So I'm <laughs> going to give it a wolf head so it can bite better. But I have to keep its ass so that it can do a stink attack. I'm sorry, I just love the concept of skunks need to be better at melee combat. Yeah. Like, that is a, that is a serious lacking they have. Um, my favourite part is that when you make these creatures with, like, the, the head of a lobster and the ass of a shark, uh, it'll make a noise yeah. related to the um, head of it. So you'll like click on this. What noises do lobsters make? Uh, I, I... <laughs> no, 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 no. I... There you go. I... Is that even? Can you hear that on the microphone? <laughs> Just about from this end. That's. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder <laughs> if you understand the medium within which we work. <laughs> I'm sure sometimes I do. You're, you're, <laughs> you're clapping your hands together as if they are pincers. Yes. 
But that's not apparent to the listener because all they'll hear is a faint like. I mean, I can't noise. hear it because I don't have my hearing aids in. But everyone will understand via intonation. Hey, look! It's the lobster with a shark. Hey, look! Butt. Look on a on a, <laughs> an audio medium. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm going to carry on talking about this, and, and I am terrified when you have your section. I don't care. Because you're, you're in a mood today, I can see. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Why don't you just, like, I don't know, fucking... <laughs> Why don't you just ship me off to the sanitarium because I've been wearing trousers? And I'm obviously insane. No, you're not, you're not insane. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm, you're I know. In... I'm accusing you of taking a Victorian view of me. No, I'm saying that you're in a. Dis- you're, you're basically. If, they, if we were at school, you would have on your report card a is a disruptive influence. I did. That was on every <laughs> report card I had. I was. I was very proud when I when I graduated from. Is easily distracted to distracts others. I always had easily distracted, uh, incredibly disruptive. No sense of uh, respect for authority. Sings out loud to her food. Don't know why that was listed there as well. I think it was. Was this written last week? No. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I was about 15 at the time. Anyway, Impossible Creatures is a video game that you can play. Um, Very well optimized for modern machines if you buy it on Steam. I was really surprised. It just works at 1080p and everything. It's great. Yeah, you wouldn't expect it. How old is this game? Like early 2000s. Ooh, okay. Like I was, I was shocked it worked like that. Like one of the reasons I never even thought about it for streams or anything is because I assumed it had run at some um, like four by three resolution that would never work properly. So it'd like just be a pain to stream. So I was like, mm. ah, I won't bother. You thought wrong, but it works really well. Um, but yeah, you splice these things together. They make weird noises. So you like, click on a giraffe with like the ass of a rhino, and you go, <laughs> and you're like, okay, sure. That's was just the noise that makes. They, yeah, but yeah, the the weird thing is, is that. I went into this game expecting there to be basically no story or the story to be just a basic thing to, like, get you from mission to mission. But no, this has, like, an in-depth story involving someone searching out their long-lost father. Okay. Who, who And you, you go around, like, capturing the DNA to, like, splice animals together. Ah, yes. Go and capture the DNA. <laughs> you, Yes. That's very yeah. stupid. Yes, it's set in the 30s. I'm just imagining so. like someone sitting in a bush with a pith helmet on, with a bear trap, and just it just going off and like, Eureka, we've caught the DNA! It's not a million miles away from that. You shoot the DNA out of them. Okay, I mean, I guess <laughs> like, if you shoot anybody, you shoot DNA out of them. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. it's called like arterial spray. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But yeah, it's like set in the 30s, so everyone kind of looks like they're an extra from the old Mummy movies, uh, which I'm okay with, because the Mummy movies were a lot of fun. Um, I suspect, given that it was made in the 2000s and that that it's set in that time period, there's probably going to be a few jokes hidden in the the story that I haven't got to yet that are going to make me go a bit... But so far, it's been fine... Um, but yeah, it's a fun little game from what I played. I played a few like rounds of just the like against AI stuff uh, where you have like a preset army of like pre-built weird creatures. So like, oh, this is a rhino that has the head of an orca for reasons. <laughs> um, and because of this, uh, like when you make creatures, it's not just oh you make a creature and this is your generic scout unit. No, how you make them defines their role. 
which is really cool. So you can like make an army that's made of stuff that you can't even use until you've got like several like places down the research tree. So you can really fuck yourself over. And what's really interesting is that when you make an army, because I think you, you have like so many slots. It, I've only seen nine. Maybe you can have more, but it looks like that's about the, the most amount of like creatures you can have in your army. But when you make them, it actually like generates a report of what your army is good at and what it's bad at. So you can just splice a bunch of nonsense together, not caring about how good anything is. But then it will tell you, okay, this has this is very weak against um, air units. Or this has, will be bad in early game, but strong in late game. Like, oh. it'll tell you all the pros and cons, which is really cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people really like the game, and I do see why. Because I'd always seen the box art. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's like, I think it's got like a, a lobster or scorpion, lion, um, tiger, actually. Like, I think, on the front. And I just, I remember seeing that kind of weird mixed animals going, that looks fucking rad, I want to play that game. Then just never got around to it. Hmm. Uh, and yeah, it's pretty fun. Cool. It is pretty fun. Uh, also, um, uh, Longfang the Cheeky Boy bought me the Surge 2 earlier today. He's a very So cheeky I'm boy. going to be playing the shit out of that. Yeah. Because um, the Surge 1 was that game that there's like me and three other people on the internet that Yeah, like. there's like you, um, Casey Explosion, and Longfang. No, Longfang doesn't like it. Oh shit, no. so it's only two people. It's just you and Casey. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Um... But yeah, because the second one's come out, I've heard the game's really good, but it's optimised like hot shit, so basically the entire game looks like an Unreal Engine 3 game popping in. Oof. Like, before yeah. the textures pop in. Like, it, the whole thing looks like that half the time. Yeah. Um, so that's that's going to be a thing. But I, I really like the first uh, Surge game. Um, one of those games that got better when you got into New Game Plus. Like, the base game, when you're playing through like the boss fights the first time, is actually really tedious. But once you've got further into the game and you've got all the upgrades and you know how the bosses work, it actually becomes really fun. But before that, it can be really tedious. So I don't blame anyone for playing it for an hour and then giving up on it because it's that sort of game. But if you if you can get past that first hour, then it's well worth getting into. And I've heard the second one is just better. So maybe just by the surge too. Maybe once the optimization issues have been sorted out. Because, yeah, <laughs> it's not great. But, hey, that's that's for next time me to talk about. So I will pass on over to my esteemed colleague, the Snipe, who's yawning very widely right now. Hi. Hi. Sleepy. Sleepy. What do you have to talk about? What have you done? Unforgivable things. I know, but that's yeah. standard. Okay. Um, I haven't done a super-duper amount new... Uh, I've been doing my workouts and I am literally covered in fucking bruises. Like, I posted a picture of my knees on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, you already talked about it. Yeah, I know, but I wanted to say that, you know, I'm, I'm literally, because of the success of that and the multiple DMs I've got, I am actually starting a 18 plus Twitter account that's just of my bruised knees. Um, PayPal donations <laughs> to... Co-feelings. Uh, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, PayPal donations to sniperwithplay at gmail.com for my, my hot knees. Yeah, that's good. Thank you, everybody. You know when I said I had a bad feeling about your section? Yeah. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. so I've got a few things. I, I watched, um, I've been watching through a series called Black Spot on Netflix. Ooh. Is that, yeah, that was the, you mentioned, the, yeah, this the, the French one? Yeah, yeah, it's the French one. Yeah, you talked yeah. about it last time. I've been yeah. watching some yeah. more, and it's it's getting pretty weird, but it's pretty good. Hmm. Um, there's, 
my favorite character teddy bear has a good few mo- like funny moments it does drop the f slow because teddy bear is gay um but but the person who says it is an absolute piece of shit and no one likes him so it's you know it's like okay that context is it's still very uncomfortable but okay yeah yeah, yeah 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 um also it's really cute because there's the really nerdy lawyer who's allergic to everything who uh, he's not a lawyer he's um he's like a police consultant uh the the uh the thing starts on he's literally got a huge crush on him and like he comes in the bar and like teddy bear's sitting there talking to the other two detectives like well the other detective and the coroner and it's like a fucking music video like the music suddenly gets really loud and he's just staring past them as this fucking nerd hobbles in is, for is a it- glass of milk <laughs> Is it like the bit in Wayne's World? Yeah. It, it's it's so funny. And then he's like, what are you looking at me like that for? He's like, no reason. I have to go over here now. And just wanders <laughs> off. And it's just, I love him so much. But yeah, so that's that's been getting good. I've been, uh, yeah. Um, also, not, not a very good movie I saw last night uh, called Look Away. It's a horror movie. And it was apparently an 84% match, which Netflix... You missed the fucking mark. I mean, yeah, that means basically nothing, right? Yeah, Yeah, basically. (laughs) So it's about this girl who. It starts off with just like an ultrasound of. Is this like a. Sorry, just to jump in quickly. Is this like a Hollywoody type thing, or is it like a weird B movie or Z movie or whatever? Not no money, but not big budget. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know. It like it's shot on decent cameras. The color grading is fucked, so it definitely looks like a like a triple A movie. <laughs> and they can get some decent act, uh, decent and, actors. Like, well, they had like uh, Isaac. Oh, what's his name? Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaacs. That's it. Oh, okay. They oh, had him yeah. in there, who was criminally underused, and honestly, I think maybe he just needed a patio or something because <laughs> this movie was very bad. But it was like. It was a little bit funny bad, a little bit really unsettling in not the way it was intended. So it starts off with like an ultrasound of like two babies in, in their mum's tum-tum. And it just keeps going. And then one of the babies like fights the other baby and then it just cuts to black. And I'm like, okay, so baby fight club is a thing. <laughs> and then it's just this really skinny, like living doll looking girl called Maria who's the main character and she's like 17 and they make a big deal how about she's not 18 yet and stuff like that and you know she's got like brown hair so she's obviously different she lives in this gigantic fucking house because her father's this ridiculously successful plastic surgeon she doesn't really eat anything which is why she's so skinny and she's just like, oh, I'm just so different and sad. And her friend picks her up and they go to school where her friend literally can't can't spend more than 20 seconds with her boyfriend before she literally just starts like li- like trying to give like like fish out the contents of his stomach with her tongue. <laughs> it's so like who like whoever wrote this, well, I know who wrote this. He does not understand teenage girls. He does not understand teenagers. He does not understand people. It, what I saw of this movie, I, it oh, I'm struck, gonna get, I'm gonna get more. It struck me as um, 
what would happen if an adult man tried to sincerely write a character like they were from My Immortal? Yeah. Honestly, it reminded <laughs> me. This, this fucking thing reminded me of the Jeff the Killer. Creepy pasta. Yeah, actually, I'm I'm not being hyperbolic. So let me give you a rundown of Maria. She's like she's got black bags under her eyes and she's pale. She's beautiful, but she doesn't know it. And she's like really small and skinny, and her hair is long, beautiful, and dark. She's different, and she's bullied. Now the way the director and writer, which is the same person, decided to portray that Maria is bullied at school, is that she goes to get on the bus to go to school, and some boy puts his leg over the the aisle of the bus and onto a seat and smiles at her. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's basically all you see. And then when her friend sees her boyfriend, they're like making out and you see her just glaring angrily because she fancies her friend's boyfriend, which is like super gross. I mean, like if you fancy your friend's your, your friend's partner, then OK. But like the way it was shot was like, oh, there's a boy. I hate my friend now. It was really weird. Mm. So it goes on and she just gets quote unquote bullied with nothing really happens and like people like there's like there's the same boys are just kind of like her you're a fucking weirdo and she's like god I'm so different and then she goes home and then the next shot of her is just like really awkwardly masturbating sitting on her fucking kitchen like sitting on her bathroom sink facing the mirror and then her reflection turns around and is all like hi and then she has a bit of a freak out and everything's fine. And then she doesn't sleep and she goes to speak, see, like, to speak to her dad the next morning. And he's like, you, you look like you haven't slept. And she's like, no, I haven't. But I wanted to talk to you about this. Now, he's a plastic surgeon. He's not a psychologist or anything like that. But she's trying to talk to him about the weird hallucination she had in the mirror of her reflection moving completely of its own accord. And he, she's trying to say this. He's like, "You look terrible. Go put some makeup on. Come on, it would like you've got to like look pretty. Otherwise, how are you going to get a boyfriend? When was the last time you spoke to a boy? I don't know how many people's like girls' fathers will literally sit there and go go out and get laid. But this is literally what that guy was saying. And then he made her go up and get like put all of her makeup on." And her mum was like, no, don't. She needs to eat her eggs and her omelette. And he's like, we both know she's not going to eat it anyway. And it's like, this is... Speaking as someone who came from a really fucked up household, that's not how it works. Like, that's... It's not just everything's fine and then you go through, like... It, it literally is somebody who's not experienced any kind of, like, parental abuse just going, what would be douchey? Okay, let's do that. And it's like... No. I mean, I would usually forgive a lot of, like, bits of media for not understanding that kind of thing, because it's not something everyone's experienced. Mm. But it was still really obviously shit, roped in with everything else. So, you know, she starts talking to her reflection, and her reflection's like, Everyone hurts you, but I can I can take your pain away. I'm... Arum, which is Mir- which is Maria backwards, huh? huh? Um, so she's like clever, she's fucking Doctor Acula, fucking Alucard. Alucard. I always say Doctor Acula instead of Alucard. 
<laughs> Not quite the same thing. No. And then it's like, oh, your friend, like, she's te- going to teach you to skate because in in this fucking, like, this high school, they have their prom on the ice rink and everyone has ice skates on. Is it set in Canada? Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, but it was just like, yes, let's give all these kids, like, foot knives. And, like... They give them kids foot knives from the age of about two, I think, in Canada. Yeah, yeah but the thing and is... I say that in the highest of praise. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not having a go. Oh, no, definitely. <laughs> but, like, when they're this badly written, it's a bit mm. iffy. I think it's the, the point okay. is, these kids should not be allowed knife No, blades. definitely. So she's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, friend, could you teach me how to ice skate and then... It, th- this is really fucking weird because that she's like they're like super pally and super friends, and then Maria falls down in the middle of this frozen lake, and her friend skates off, going, "He's mine, you know." Like talking about her boyfriend, and then just skates off and leaves her in the middle of this lake, and then right. everything is fine. They act like nothing's happened. Hmm. And it's like okay, and then like she goes back and talks to Aram. And Aaron's like, oh yeah, I could swap with you. And like, also, she's not your real friend. Ugh. So they eventually swap, and so Aaron takes control. So Aaron takes, yeah, she assumes direct control of Maria's life. So they swap places. So Maria is stuck in the reflection, which you never see what it's like or anything. It's just she's just there. So Aaron, because she's the bad one, she immediately starts getting really sexually suggestive at everyone. Because that's that's how you know a woman is bad if she's in control of her sexuality. <laughs> she goes to school and one of the guys that's bullying her, she turns around and is like, why do you hate me so much? And then she leans in and literally grabs his dick and licks his ear and is like, oh, is it because like you get a heart on every time you see me? Bye. And then... Just walks off and then her friend's boyfriend comes up and is like are you okay and she's like yeah and then whispers something really sexually perverse in his ear and then he pretends it doesn't happen and it's like okay so literally in less than a minute she's just sexually harassed two boys because she's evil it's so stilted the way like it's like there's there's a great fucking line that had me fucking laughing where because the dad's cheating on the mum because of course he is. It's it's, it's bad home 101 t- checklist. So they're sitting there eating tofu steak, which is apparently the worst thing in the world. And um, she's like, because like she she orchestrates it so her mum finds out that her dad's been shagging some some one of his clients. And her mum's like, just eat, eat your tofu steak, Maria. Eat your tofu steak. Everything's fine. And she's like, when is daddy coming home? Because she always calls him daddy and it's super creepy. And yes, the evil fucking, like, like, reflection of her has, has, like, creepily hit on her own dad. Because that's, yeah, of course. And she's like, when's, when's daddy coming home? And she's like, stop it. Like, oh, it's, it's it's fine. Just eat your tofu steak. And she's like, why? It's just like your marriage. And it's like, okay. You maybe want to explain that, Maria. And she's like, a pale imitation of the real thing. <laughs> and you're like... Casting shade at tofu here. It's like, no, tofu, that's not what that is. It's 
Fuck you. No, it's East Asians ate it because they don't have the agricultural s- system in place to... Su- Fuck you. Fuck you. And then she slaps her. And she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm going to go take some drugs and have a drink. And then Miriam ends up killing her friend. Miriam. I keep calling her Miriam. Because it should have been Miriam because it sounds like mirror. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But yeah, but like... But Miriam backwards. Yeah, Man Bam. That different. Just call it. Just call call it Mir- Miriam and Bam Bam. That's all you need. Okay, so Miriam is. She goes and kills. Well, no, no. So Bam Bam goes and kills Miriam's friend, and then she like f- she skates after her menacingly for like a minute, and then her friend just headbutts a plancher and dies. It's like she doesn't even hit it very hard, and then she's just like on her ass and staring up, and she's like bleeding from the nose and her head. And like, like Bam Bam's just like <sighs> takes out her phone, looks in the reflection, and and like sees Miriam just going like, "No, we were friends." And then she just calls the police and is so, like, "Please, my friend is hurt. Ah, she's dead. Okay, bye." Click. Sorry, I, I must have zoned out for a second there. I missed where we started calling Maria Bam Bam. Yeah, no, I'm calling Aram Bam Bam because it's a way better yeah. name. Okay. she does the bam bams uh, okay. so, the, so she kills a friend and then immediately yeah. immediately starts fucking her friend's boyfriend and he's because I don't know if you guys know this but men if, 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 if a girl kisses a man then the men just can't do anything but kiss back and have sex we literally do not have because, any agency because men have no agency apparently so like this is just horrible to everyone mm. so they just fuck a lot and it's like it really does focus on this this like this girl's like incredibly she I mean, she's she's like six years like younger than me so she's like twenty four. So the she, actress. The actress is twenty four. Oh, okay, but right. you know, but the character's supposed to be seventeen, and when it's oogling her, it's fucking so uncomfortable. Mm, yeah, that's and it happens it. a lot. You mean sort of like how it happened a lot in eighties movies where they'd have a character who's supposed to be like sixteen, seventeen, and the actress is in her twenties. Yeah, she's like twenty six, but, but the, but the character get, is yeah. basically a child. But they get them naked all the time, and you go, "Look, I know the actress is old enough, and that's and that's fine, but like." When you were portraying the characters being so much younger, it does kind of they skew me out. Literally, she has like a Catholic schoolgirl fucking like uniform. It's so creepy, <laughs> and like, so they fuck and they fuck a lot, and then she like, she kills him because she hits him with like a bottle of vodka, and it just kills him instantly. This fucking like seventy pound like five foot one girl. Kills this teenage boy with just a weak ass swing of vodka to the head. I don't know. You've and had then, uh, you've bought some pretty cheap and rough vodka. Like, no, no, sometimes. no, no. He doesn't drink it. <laughs> that's nearly killed me. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> that's a difference. But no, she doesn't make him drink it. She just hits him with it, and he falls over, and he's got blood coming out of his eye. And she's like, "Oh no!" And then she goes and cries at the mirror with with like like Bam Bam and Miriam are just crying together at the mirror, and then. She goes to see her dad. Look, she goes to see her dad at his office and pretends to be drunk. And at this point, she's taken off her bra and in her school shirt as well. So this is even creepier. She's got one button around the bust, and she's just wet through for some reason. So you can see basically her entire like naked chest. Mm. And she's like, "Daddy, I'm drunk." Like really fucking. It's so sinister, but not in the way they intended. And then he's like, "Okay, let's come in." And like he's like 
puts her down and then she's like just starts stripping in front of her dad and she's like daddy am i beautiful and then like in a flashback it's like like her mom had twins which was which was bam bam and miriam and bam bam was born deformed so the dad who's obsessed with perfection just buried the kid outside in snow and then locked the mom in the hospital room to watch the baby slowly freeze to death and it's like oh okay that's not very nice however you've presented in such a way that that is fucking hilarious because it's so bad and the and not even the actors are buying this and then she just like cuts her dad's throat with some of the worst like cgi blood ever and then she just goes home and hugs her mum. it was horrific and awful and like literally was just like ticking all the worst boxes what would you rate the movie look away out of 10 I would rate it two, because at least the actors were giving a fuck. Okay. But yeah. Um, also, I'm going to just move on quickly from that, because that was a big section of me <laughs> just going, wow, this movie sucks, but it was all... I, I wouldn't recommend seeing it. Um, well, I guess... You know what? I, I would recommend seeing it, if you don't mind, like, really creepy stereotyping of, like, sexually empowered women. <laughs> but just take a drink every time, like, a trope is done, and you'll be dead within the first 15 minutes, which, honestly, watching that movie is kind of a blessing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, um, I've also... I played a video game. Good Lord. A new video game. Good Double Lord. That's not out for eight days. I'm now temporarily, temporarily confused. Yes. I've been playing... Uh, I played a lot of the closed beta for Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint, or Break Boys, or Burnthal Boys, or Hunt for John Burnthal Kissing Simulator, wh- whatever I've called it. I've been playing that with Longfang, and it is awesome! I like it a lot. Um, they've put in, like, there's like a hub in there now. Um, for those who aren't familiar with Ghost Recon Wild Boys, here. Uh, it's, it was basically just a big sandbox where you went and did missions for, um, the Ghost Recon Squad. And Th- this was the pre- the previous game? Yeah, it was the what, previous game. What was that actually called? Ghost Recon Wildlands. Okay. Or Sorry, Wild Boys. because you never ever call it by its real name, no. I actually have trouble remembering what its that's real name okay, is. That's okay, that's mm. okay. And this, this new one is a new game, not a... Not, it's not a new a... game in the same series. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, okay. um, and John Bernthal is the bad guy in this, so I'm just like, hmm... I'm I'm on board. Okay, already you've got me in. And it is very obvious that they just watched The Punisher and liked it a lot. <laughs> Cuz he's <laughs> he's basically playing like a slightly more evil Frank Castle. <laughs> and that's saying something. And that's saying something. But you know what? It's <laughs> cool. I don't mind. And like you did get a free mission with um Wild Wildlands um that was just like a free mission you could just do. Um, where it kind of set up breakpoint. So you you go out and do a mission, and literally, it's like, you know, um, in Metal Gear Solid 1, the corridor that the ninja had gone through before you get to Otacon, how it's just blood and bodies and everything? You walk through a facility like that. Oh. And at the end, you just encounter John Bernthal, and he's like... Hey, howdy, because he's putting on a really bad, like, Southern American accent. It is so cute, I could shit. <laughs> he's like, hey, no man, what y'all doing here? <laughs> That's way better than his accent, oh my god. <laughs> and, like, yeah, you basically, like, fight your way out, and it's really cool. It's really short, but it's really cool. 
And that got me hyped for it. And yeah. So he's like the bad guy and he's like taken over like Steve Jobs Island. Because like it's basically Apple, but they they bought like an island so they could go and research like advanced agricultural techniques and stuff like that. So you get like vertical stacked farms, which is really cool. Um, you just like like a lot of the outposts are just like these big white buildings stacked really fucking high, so it doesn't take up as much like space horizontally. It's a lot more vertical. It's like oh that's that's really interesting. And there's a hell of a lot more focus on drones, drone combat. There are Amazon delivery drones. That's not actually what they are, but that's what I'm going to call them. Because <laughs> randomly on your radar, you'll see this little icon pop up. And it's basically, like, you know in Animal Crossing, how occasionally there's, like, a balloon with a crate on it? <laughs> yes. That's what these are. <laughs> and you, yeah, you just, you snipe them down. I presume and you get goodies. I was going to say, I presume it's full of more guns it's than the Animal guns, Crossing ones. Yeah, it's full of guns. It's full of, like, uh, physical equipment. Um, you can basically transmog clothing in here, which is cool because it has stats now. Um, so you can get like a good piece of gear. You can get like a, a good weapon. Still has loot boxes, but I'm just going to be ignoring that because I mean, in Wildlands, that wasn't a particularly intrusive part of it, but it, it was still there, which is I'm very angry about. But again, it wasn't super in your face and pushy with it. Um, I do have a question. Yeah, hit me. Um, is this something that's in relation to the previous game as well? Wildlands as well. Wildlands okay. uh, between Wildlands and Breakpoint, uh-huh. because I've seen some people talk about the the games and having not played them because it's not my type of thing. Mm. Um, I've heard some people say that one thing that really puts them off those games is how it does come across like aggrandizing some of the worst parts of like modern. Military, like oh no, I um, mean, foreign policy. That is an incredibly valid piece of criticism. It like Wildlands, like and and like, Breakpoint, from what I've experienced, because they, they only gave you a very small amount of the story accessible in the beta. Yeah, uh, Wildlands in specific, which I will I, I will focus on for that, was basically like, like it's like you are the protagonist, you are not a good person, but. You know how hard it is for people to make that definition nowadays. Well, the thing is when you... Because you basically, you go to a foreign country and just fuck shit up. Yeah. And you you torture people without warrants. You're black. You're the blackest of black ops. You go there and you do... Well, <laughs> the warrant doesn't come into torturing people. Like, no, no, I mean, like, you literally... Warrant. There's, like, a couple of things <laughs> where you literally just walk in somewhere and just, oh, like, vanish people. There's, like, one thing in Wildlands where you just, like, kick in a door and drag a guy out and just pop him on, like, a fucking helicopter out of, like, the city. Like, out out of the island. Yeah. Kind of thing. So it's, like... It it glor it doesn't it doesn't glorify it like Black Ops Two fucking did. <laughs> um, the, I think like with that with military kind of games like that and especially focused around like you know the blackest of Black Ops. I think just by telling the story, you can't help but like aggrandize it in some kind of way. But you, you can't help but glamorize it a bit. Not not every game can be Spec Ops the line. Not every game can be Spec Ops mm. the line. This is absolutely <laughs> true. But that is an incredibly valid piece of criticism because mm. it is like you aren't playing as good people. You don't do things that are good things. Mm. Like John Bernthal is a bad character, but he's also just as... like He's only slightly more evil than you are as like... The main character, like the shit, and you have the military done, industrial complex yeah, backing you up, so yeah. you're kind of worse. So, like, you know, the shit, like the nomad, which is the character you play as, like call sign nomad, has done, 
is like, yeah, you've locked people up and you've fucking beaten them, that's fine. But John Bernthal wants, like, is angry because his squad died. And now he's just, he's basically... And now he must punish those responsible. <laughs> yes, actually, yeah. So he basically forced, he stages this huge military coup, and they don't like that because it's only cool when we do it. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, and it's just going to be hunting down and killing John Bernthal. But it does also, I mean, like, I'm not super, super into the story, because I just, I love it as a multiplayer game. Like, just playing it with Long mm. Fang is fantastic. I love it. Storyline, it's, it's, it's nice that it's there, but I don't, it's not a deal breaker for me. Mm. But yeah, there, there is a bit of glamour, glamorizing of it. But again, it... <sighs> It does. It like uh, it's it's tricky. No, no, I get. I, it, I get it is. I, if I would. I wish I could have had a pre- like time to prepare a statement. <laughs> but no, I'd say yeah. I'd, I'd say a lot of military kind of well, like like bad guy games. Like you could you could say that I would say that Grand Theft Auto glamorizes the criminal lifestyle. Uh, yeah. Just because yeah. you get to play as that stuff and like you know it kind of desensitizes you to the idea that this is bad. <laughs> Yeah, and that, and but like you know, with I, Grand, something like Grand Theft Auto, there's a satire. Oh, element absolutely! To it that, there is there is a huge satirical kind of somewhat. thing. Whereas, like, I mean, that kind of ties into another thing where they have a really cool kind of matchmaking thing because you know, if you want to play online, you can play just with random people, like uh, yeah. public matchmaking. You can choose the mood you want to play. Mm. So if you just want a casual goof off game, you pick casual. If you, but there's also an like I think there's a role play option. Correct me if I'm wrong, okay. but yeah, um, which is basically just pretending like people pretending that they're in the military and using military terms and stuff. It's like that sounds like fun, but also it's a little bit troubling, especially like you know. <laughs> you know, you know, there's a certain type of person that would be into that. Not that everyone into that would be this oh, type no, no, of person, no, 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 no. but a certain there's edge like, case kind of person. There's like a, a minuscule percentage of like people like that who are doing it for completely the creepy wrong reasons. Who will sit there and go, "No, the ghosts are in the right. This is perfect." Um, or you know, John Bernthal did nothing wrong. Okay, mm. like John Bernthal does a lot right. Actually, he owns like a pit bull sanctuary, like multiple pit bull sanctuaries. Okay, I think we stuff. need to explicitly but draw a distinction there between Cole, John Bernthal, okay. the person, the and the character he's playing. The character he's playing in the game is called Cole Walker. Now, like, there's going to be that really small percent of people who are going to go, Cole Walker did nothing wrong. Kill them all, Cole. And that's a bit, eh. but, you know, at this, I, but at the same time, like. As a whole, I think it deals with like the whole um, the topics at hand relatively maturely because mm. uh, like it, it could be like modern day like more modern like, modern day Call of Duty or like fucking like Modern Warfare Three where it was literally just America fuck yeah without any of the introspection that the first Modern Warfare had or even the second Modern Warfare had a bit of that as well. Yeah. Uh, can I make a, make a, an observation? Sure. Um, to me, it feels like, um, so we're used to playing games and being involved in fiction where the quote unquote good guys are horrendous yeah. uh, people. Warhammer 40,000 is... Warhammer 40,000 hmm. is... Anything it, to do with the Punisher. Yeah, but, um, with, uh, with 40k, it's very easy to distance yourself from what's going on because the Imperium of Man is a fascist hellscape that does imperialism on a galactic scale 
um, it is horrifying and is and it's it's a big satire and yeah and yeah. it's you're not supposed to think the bad shit the Imperium does is good yeah but by the nature of it being the point of view that you view the universe from it does mean that it quite often um, aggrandizes and um, sort of whitewashes the bad things sometimes, but that's a lot easier to kind of put to one side because it's all crazy fiction. There's no connection to the real world there beyond the obvious allegories. Whereas something like like Breakpoint or Wildlife... No, is, I, I, yeah, that's a, yeah, is no, I based in the that. real world and it is based... It's using even though it's, real weaponry. It's yeah. using, it, using actual fucking copyrighted like names for armour and stuff. Yeah, and it has far... And its allusions to real world things are far more on the nose because it's set in a more contemporary look. Mm. So I think it becomes... And, I, and this is not like I'm not saying that the people that can't do this are wrong because I actually absolutely understand it. But I think for some people, it's going to be harder to detach yeah. the I'm not supposed to think these are good guys from the the slight um, what's the word uh, the the slight advocacy for these people by them being the protagonists. Yeah. Um, no, that is a, again that's that's, that's mm. another very valid point that I hadn't thought of. Um. But yeah, um, we should probably move on because that's getting super fucking like. That was remarkably <laughs> in depth and heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy in depth, especially because we were talking about skunks as used as melee weapons or whatever earlier. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> um, ignoring the story and just enjoying the fact that I get to look at John Bernthal for a while. Um, really like the gameplay. A lot of fun. Like the gameplay improvements. Uh, the version I played was an old... I, I feel it was an older kind of like stable beta version because they usually... That's what they do, tend to do. Mm. Like the gameplay. I like the new additions to the gameplay. And I'm looking forward to playing more. Mm. You've actually... Um, tonight, when we're like your stream tonight, should hopefully be playing yes, the next... Be. Open beta, yeah. which obviously it'll be many well, no, days ago. The only, time. This is the only open beta. Oh, it's the, the only last, open beta. The last beta ah, yeah. was closed. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. I mean, obviously, this will be a while ago um, when you hear this podcast. But if you're going on to twitch.tv slash snipe and whip, uh, you'll be able to watch the VOD if you're at all interested to yeah. see Snipe's more, you know, more in the moment um, sort of views of the yeah. game. But no, really looking forward to October 4th when it comes out. Mm. And yeah. Cool. And that's me done. I'm done. Okie dokie. Drumblebum. Hmm. Hello. You've been quiet. <laughs> well, I thought that's a sort that was the sort of conversation where if you have three voices in it, it just gets a bit too much. So I don't know. I My like, voice you know, was there, fun. and I think that's always a bit too much. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what have you been up to, dearest drum um, friend? Well, I moved back to the UK, and I lasted about two weeks, and now I'm recording this back in France. That's probably wise. <laughs> it's horrible. Over I mean. Here. Yeah. No, I've um I moved back in time for when my job could have started and obviously nothing happens in time. So I was like, well, I've got a few more weeks, so I might as well go back to France. <laughs> um but yes, no, I moved back to so down to Bristol. So I spent the week in Bristol exploring all the game board games slash war game shops in Bristol. Nice. <laughs> of nice. which there are a few. There's there's one that's um it's called Area 51 and it sound it sounds like a small it's a smaller scale but it sounds similar to the one you found in, in Great Yarmouth yeah. with the, like quite a few sort of 
um, secondhand models, and there's like there's just like baggies with models in it in like boxes, and you just have to rummage. And yeah, it's that, it's quite that good fun. sounds like something I could like waste an absolute afternoon just rummaging. Yeah, through. and the, it doesn't sound like there's as many. Seeing your photos of the one in Great Yarmouth is, is insane. There's not that many, but there's still a good, quite a good selection, and they've got you know new stuff at like ten percent off and all this sort of yeah. stuff as well. Um, I've been painting my tower. I had a, I had a week where I was like, I have no plans for this entire week, and I have no computer games to play because I had to have a computer with me. So I, I've got a good chunk of um, tower painted, which is satisfying. Nice. Which involved replacing all my old paints, which is <laughs> interesting because like most of my paints are the old hex pot ones from like when I first was playing as a kid, and then when I first got back into it with you guys, I like managed to revive most of them. But at this point, I was like, you know what? They'd, I could prob- possibly revive them a second time. But They've I think now is probably time, a good time. Are these yeah. the old so screw I... top ones or the flip top Yeah, 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 the ones? old, yeah. Oh, yeah, the really old ones then, yeah. The re- yeah, like the original, like, not probably not original, but like, there's, yeah. Yeah, the there's, there's, a, there's like two iterations of the paint before that, if I remember correctly, the, the old coat arms stuff. Um, okay. These are the stuff that I, I would have got it in like the early 2000s? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, so that involved having to um, like find dig out the old charts for what paints have become what names because the names have all changed. Oh yeah, but that happened so long ago. Even those charts were a little bit awkward to find. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, I've been painting up some stuff which I haven't done any painting for ages. So, and like, I feel like I possibly like I at least know more techniques now. But because I'm trying to paint things to match with what how I painted it last time, I was like, okay, let's. Just get this done, and then if I get around to getting a new army when it's done, I can like try some new techniques and make them look a bit better. Yeah. Um, so that was quite good fun. Uh, we went to Warhammer World, because I'm back in the UK, I was like, ooh, Warhammer World. Yeah, yeah, we so did. So I dragged you guys along. I got fun. a slushy, and it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I finally bought the new Tau Codex, so I actually, like, and then to get my army, like, because we've played quite a few games of 8th, or I've played quite a few games of 8th with you guys, but I've been using, like, you know, hypothetical armies on Tabletop Simulator, where I can take all the giant units. Yeah. So I was like, Okay, let's just take my actual army, what I actually have, and see what I need to... And I think I've worked out a few things that I need to change. I found... Because there's just things like the broadside tanks, which used to be excellent, are now basically twice the cost of... Hammerheads. No, 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 the hammerhead tanks, which used to be amazing, are now like twice the cost of a broadside, but are worse and have less shots and things. Which is disappointing because they're cool models and I like using them. And that that hammerhead used to be... I mean, granted, you did have this... Back in the day, you did have a weird habit of always rolling ones with it, but... (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. But that thing was dangerous back in the day. um, Yeah, well, I think everything is scaled up. There's so many more bigger models now with, like, you know, knights and everything having loads of wounds and things like what used to be a big scary tank before is now quite small compared to those things i think the other problem is doesn't help the other problem is is that the most it used to be able to quite easily one-shot vehicles which it can't do anymore unless the vehicle has six wounds (laughs) so yeah true but i think i found a way around that because there's a character that you can use who's in in the tank and he basically means that yeah he hits he's got a ballistic skill of two two plus Mm. but also he adds one to his hit rolls so he can't possibly fail because if he rolls a one, it becomes a two. Ah. So I'm just going to... He's like 30 points more than the normal hammerhead, but I'm just like, okay, that, that solves that problem immediately. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and it scales. It's like that ability plus one to hit rolls is like anything within any hammerheads within six inches. So if I take more hammerheads in the future, it makes them better. Yeah, I think that might solve the problem of me rolling ones a lot. Mm, interesting. <laughs> and he also gets plus one to rolls against like vehicles and various other bits and bobs. Yeah. So yeah, that's potentially solving that problem. And apparently using ion cannons instead of the railgun is better now, but like they're just not as iconic. So <laughs> you, you, you're just used to, uh, used to damaging us with railguns back in the day. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to change. <laughs> um, what else have I been up to? Oh, I went on the... There was a, the, a big climate strike last week. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. I went along to in Bristol, which was really lovely. Imperial Leisure played, who are a really good band that I like. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I got there and I was just like... I looked at the line, the lineup thing, which was just written on a bit of cardboard duct taped to the stage sort of thing. Yeah. And it was like, you know, all the various speakers and things. And then it was just like Imperial Leisure. I was like, wait, like the Scar band that I've seen a few times and really enjoy. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. So I, I ended up staying, being there for like the whole day after most people had gone home in late afternoon because they hadn't played yet. And I was like, I want to see these guys. <laughs> nice. Which was a nice sort of, it's not why I went, but it was a nice extra bonus. Yeah. Um. Computer games. I've done computer games. Computer games? <gasps> Not too many. Um, you don't want to do too many. Computer games. Well, when, when I'm back in the UK, like I said, I don't have my gaming PC yet until we move all our stuff back in a van at some point. Yeah. Um, so I'm just doing laptops. So I've been playing a bit of Hearthstone again, trying to pick up on that and like trying to work out what on earth has changed since <laughs> I last played and not understanding anything, which I didn't last very long until I went back to just painting Warhammer because I got a bit confused. <laughs> But since I've been back in France, I have had my computer and I've made the most of it. And I made the most of it by playing a game that has been released within the last, since the last podcast, which I think oh. is possibly a first for me. Yeah, yeah, dang. But I did have to sully my soul and buy the Epic, um, download the Epic game store. I know what we're thing. talking about then, yes. Oh, no. Yeah, because I bought Untitled Goose Game. I need that game. <laughs> oh, it is the best. I mean, like, yeah, it's a te- it's like a tenor and... The main story lasts a couple of hours. So if you just want to play the story and don't want to faff about with it, it's not good value. But if you enjoy just cocking about, it's excellent. I love... And it's just beautifully made and the, the audio is amazing. I the ducky, like the little, little, little goosey waddle. It's perfect. Yeah. It's amazing. You can, get, you can get dressed up with like a bow around your neck at one point. It's just like, oh, Have this is the best. Have you found the dummy? I have not. It's a little a dummy. dummy. I watched. Um, there's a YouTuber I watched called Mr. Craven, and he played it. And he found a dummy, and he just like it broke him. He was like, oh, "I'm baby," and kept running around. <laughs> guess, for, for anyone who yeah. doesn't know what this game is, it is a. It is basically it's very beautifully like animated. It sort of looks almost like like an animated film sort of style, or it's very smooth, it's very cartoony. Yeah. Um, and you play colors. as a goose and you run around and you have a button that honks at people yep. and you have a button that picks up things and you basically just fuck with everyone. You have objectives. And like steal their hats so like, and their keys. Oh, and... steal this person's keys or make the make the groundskeeper hit his thumb with a hammer. Yeah. Like little things like which that. Which, you, you know, you go and break something that he has to hammer back a sign back in and then you honk at the right time and he gets distracted and hits his hand. That sort of, you know, you have to do it. Like, there's like, it's sort of, I guess, puzzly, sort of. Yeah. Also, I'd like um, to add a further clarification. Um, yes. When Snipes said the word dummy earlier, to our American oh. viewers, that means a pacifier. Yes. Yes. Because I don't think that's called yeah. a dummy outside or, the UK. Or to, um, or to Nottingham uh, listeners, the new-new. The new-new. Mm. Oh, okay. It's called the new-new. Yeah. 
Well, there's Nottingham is not a real fucking place, and it should just stop. <laughs> it's not real. I don't believe in it. No, I don't okay. believe in Nottingham or, or ninjas um, or Scotland. No. Okay. Good. Yeah, I don't have too much to say about this game apart from it is very entertaining. <laughs> Um, the music is nice, piano music. The music, as well. yeah, and it's sort of generated depending on what you're doing. So it gets more frantic as you if you're like someone's being if you're being chased, and, <laughs> which you know, yeah, it's it's quite nice. And yeah, it's, it's it's very good fun. I completed the main story bit, which is quite satisfying. It's quite quite a lovely end without saying what it is. It actually has like a bit of a end to the story. Oh, that's nice, sort of. Um, and then after that, I was like, mm, "Credits are playing. I've been playing for about two hours. I paid a tenner. Mm, okay." And then after that, it's like, "Oh yeah, here's here's a more more of a bunch of stuff that you can do." And there's like, you know, at least as much again, if not more, of stuff that's I've done a bit of, and it's all harder stuff to do, so it mm. takes longer. So I think there's probably going to be at least a few more hours, and that's just if you want to stick to you know the ob- the given objectives, and you don't just want to like cock about and chase fuck people. shit up. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's. I, I, yeah, I've, I've been looking forward to this game. I first saw this game like being advertised a while ago, and I remember because I sent one of our friends from one of our um, one of our mates. He's not good. He he's, he has a history with geese. Okay, they just seem to they just seem to somehow tra- he aggravates them and then they chase him and then he regrets it. But he does seems to do this repeatedly. <laughs> um, you can just say so Dicko, I, It's okay. Well, <laughs> it was not Dicko, actually. But when I first saw that the, the first trailer of this game, like, a year ago, or how long ago it was, I was like, I need to get this. And then completely forgot about it until I saw that it had been released, like, two days ago. And I was just like, wait, what? And then I was like, I went on to Steam, and it was there, but it said not available yet. I was like, but everyone's That's playing exactly it. what happened to me. And then it was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, no, it's on Epic Game Store. And it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's just what yeah. I want. Another fucking form of DRM. I managed to... It's the same price in pounds as it is euros. Um, but in terms of like, it's eleven pounds or eleven euros. So I was like, well, eleven euros is still currently worth just under a tenner. So I was like, well, I'm going to change, make the most of buying it in France and screw over the Epic Game Store ever so slightly <laughs> by paying in euros and not in pounds, just to make myself feel a bit better that I've got the Epic Game Store. Nice. Like, there's nothing inherently wrong with it as such. It's just they seem to be quite dickish about doing things. Yeah. And I know they've said they'll stop doing that when other people get better, but I don't know whether but they're lying. Never. Yeah. Never and also, like, that's company. not a discussion I can be bothered to get yeah. into, yeah. but yeah. But it is worth it for Epic Goose Game. I, I recommend Epic Goose Game, <laughs> not Untitled. No, not Epic. It's it's called Untitled Goose Game, but yeah, I can't really the, call it uh, Epic by Goose the Game. Publishing ha- but the, the developing house, House House. <laughs> yeah, the House House House. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I've also been doing some space trucking, but I have no more to say about that. I actually I got, now have Elite got Dangerous. It like while we were oh, on you? holiday, it, I, I put it on a waitlist reminder. So when it was like like six quid or beneath, I was it would email oh. me, and I was like, well, I got... "You've done this at the worst time because I'm going home tomorrow and won't have time to play it with you." But <laughs> in six months or so, when I have my gaming computer back, yes. In fairness, I've got a bunch of other games to play first, so. But yeah, but so yeah. I had to very very hurriedly turn on the boat Wi-Fi and hope that it held out so I could purchase it in the Steam app on my phone, which is garbage. (laughs) I managed it, though, so it's fine. Awesome. I'm very glad, and I will look forward to hear what you say about it. It's, yeah, give it time, because it's not the most intuitive. I think because, I think it's got better, but yeah, it's based on an old game that that was notoriously unintuitive. Yeah. 
so it kind of has to be slightly for like nostalgia reasons i think <laughs> it has to be slightly crap because the old one were crap yeah and they do they do they're getting better in terms of apparently the fact that the new update that i just in, that I installed this last week it said it like improved the new game player and gives you a bit more guidance and things at the start apparently oh nice we'll see but yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm intrigued to see see how you like it when you get. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll probably be playing through uh, the surge for the next couple of weeks, so it'll probably be after that. I'll yeah, shot, yeah. So. Um, but yeah, that's I've got. So just a, just a few rundown of a few things that I've watched. I don't have much to say about any of these, but I have quick thoughts on Doctor Who. Yeah, just because since being because it's not in it, it, it got taken off Netflix in France like a, a while ago, oh, okay. so I can only watch it when I was visiting the UK. But now I have moved back. I was like, oh, I can actually get stuck in, and I actually checked what I'd. Because it doesn't appear on the French Netflix. Every time you spoke about recently, I've not been able to check which episodes I've play- watched and not. Yeah. And I, yeah, I could go through the Wikipedia and read the episode descriptions, but I, I couldn't be bothered. Um, but yeah, so I've watched all of um, Eccleston. Yeah. All of Tennant and all of Capaldi. Oh, okay. Is what I'd done. So since going back, I've started watching, and I'd watched like the first couple of episodes of... Um, no, what, what did I say? Eccleston... Tenant. Matt Smith and Capaldi. No, Matt Smith and Capaldi. Oh, so you missed out Sorry. the entire Tenant run, uh, so missed. Yeah, so I, I've watched the first few episodes. So since being back in the UK, I've watched the next few, and I'm up to that like, episode, like, almost the end of that first season with him. Okay. And without wanting to discuss it and go into details, and while acknowledging that you and everyone else will think I'm wrong, yeah, I, the Matt Smith stuff is by far the best to me. It's closely followed by um, the, the um, uh, Capaldi. I just, yeah, I just don't enjoy... As, I, I enjoy it all, don't get me... I like it all. But I definitely enjoy the later stuff. Way more like watching... Um, and I won't say much about Eccleston because it was fine, but it was only a season. It doesn't, you know, you don't really get much into uh, they it. Didn't, but, they didn't really... It was... They hadn't really fully established what new yeah, who was going to be, so... Yeah, and also they had a budget of, I think, probably about 12p an episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the special so, effects in some which, of those early seasons yeah. is a bit rough. But honestly, like, yeah, I've been enjoying... And firstly, I noticed it because it seems like when I started watching, so I started watching the Matt Smith stuff quite a you know quite a mm. few fair few years ago, like four or five or I don't even know how many years ago. Um, that seemed when I was watching it, it made it seemed like a sort of modern-ish show. And when I've gone back to start watching the tenant stuff now, it feels so dated. Like it, yeah. he only did like four seasons, but it seems so that can't be much more than four. I don't know if they did a season a year, but it can't be more than four or five years older. But it feels like it's something that was filmed in like, the early 2000s, and it probably was, but I don't know, it just feels so much older and more dated in terms of the way it looks and yeah. the way it um, feels. There's a and... very, because most of the, basically there was a whole changing of the guard at the end of the David Tennant run, because um, mm. obviously Stephen Moffat took over as showrunner, and most of the main cast went away. Um, yeah. So you ended up with this is kind of very a very different feeling show afterwards. Yeah. And the more, there's a more kind of cinematic and grand feeling. Yeah. Um, to both the look and um, yeah. sound and of the show as it goes mm, forward, and it, and it is it is it is that those elements are, are sort of as close as you can get to like you know these are like objective improvements. Like yeah, they they do make uh, the show better. It has to be said. Yeah, and I think I mentioned before. It's, I do the same with like I don't not enjoy old things, and I don't not enjoy. It. I do the same with games, but I never. I don't often go back and watch older things or play older games just because I knew I like the way they look and the way the you know the way that the technology's gone in the new things, even if it's a old game with a good story. Yeah, I typically rather. In general, play a 
newer game that has a worse story but is newer i don't know i'm, I'm a bad person I, <laughs> I don't know but it's not just that it's the writing as well i i prefer i just prefer the more the, the newer mm. the most recent <coughs> doctors that are on netflix um i think it yeah, probably i don't know why i think it's probably but, made worse for me because of the way that i tend to watch these things is that i'll like binge watch them so mm. uh, i think the biggest problems with the eras of who that you like are to do with its its overarching kind of structure yeah and those are way more apparent when you watch a bunch of them together. If you watch them like once a week, you probably wouldn't, all these issues that I bring up, you probably wouldn't mm. even notice them because you wouldn't be quite as aware of how episodes yeah, lead maybe, into one another. Maybe. Whereas when you I mean, watch them in huge chunks, you kind of go, yeah, I, yeah, there's some issues here. Yeah. I mean, I didn't watch it when they first came out, so I wasn't watching them, you know, once a week. Hey, let me have probably, this. It's a theory. <laughs> but I was probably like, you know, once an evening or if less or less than that yeah. so yeah i didn't ever i didn't often sit down and binge a few so yeah maybe uh maybe i'm just a worse person and i'm just you know yeah i mean I'll, I'll, that's you know, the obvious takeaway is that you are yeah. your opinions on doctor who are just worse than mine yeah no i appreciate that <laughs> most people won't agree with that necessarily but you know i enjoyed them that's i mean right. i enjoyed all of them don't get me wrong i've enjoyed all of them and i'm looking forward to finding because yeah i've not got to the end of the first tenant series yet so i'm looking forward to sort of seeing because people, you know, do say it's really good. So there, there are some I'm very good forward. moments in the David Tennant run. Yeah, it has to be said. Not all, and his the last three episodes of his are quite bad. Uh, but um, <laughs> but yeah, but there's there's some good moments. But it is uh, uh, that era does feel way more like a t- you're watching a British television show. Yeah, yeah. For all the good and bad that brings. <laughs> uh, and then just very, very quick, though, we finished Stranger Things. I think I mentioned it last time, mm. possibly. It's been a while. Um, overall thoughts? I, yeah, I really... Like, after the, the first season was great, and I think we've mentioned before, like, we all kind of wished it stopped after the first season. The second season was fine. It was good. I enjoyed it. But in general, I probably would have been rather it was just one really good season. Yeah. But then the third season picks up again, and I really enjoy... I'm like, okay, you know what? If, they, if, if this is a show where they are just going to keep going for, you know, as long as people are interested, rather than... Rather than have a story to tell and run for that long, they're going to keep going for as long as it's making them money. But the direction they're going, they've just fully embraced... I won't mention story things, because you guys haven't watched the third season yet, have you? No, I'm, I'm like halfway through the second season, so... Okay, so I won't mention anything story-wise, but just the way they're... It just embraces the 80s-ness and the silliness and the campness of the whole thing. And in just a really lovely way. Okay. And I really enjoyed that with the third season. Like, it's... It still... It doesn't get not serious and it has serious moments and it doesn't get it doesn't sort of um play down things or like you know anything like that but they just fully embraced why a lot of the people liked it i think and the sort of silliness and the 80s and yeah yeah i enjoy where it's going okay season three was was good um so that, that's sort of like okay you know what if it is carrying on that has me you know thinking positive things for the future <laughs> of it, rather than being like oh it should probably just end which is nice oh that's positive then. um we watched the third season of Glow. I think I've mentioned watching Glow before. The gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Glamorous I never know what the of acronym. Wrestling. Yeah. Or something. Um, yeah, it's as I said before, very good show. I've, I've, and I've, season three is. I think I've seen the very first good. and the second season. Okay, season three is out, and we we watched through it pretty quickly. Okay. And yeah, it addresses some really interesting topics that yeah, in a really sort of well, good way. Oh, rad. Um, yeah, very good. Highly recommended. And I started watching a few episodes of Queer Eye because I'd never watched it. Isn't it amazing? Yeah, it's it's so 
wholesome and heartwarming and just love I've watched like four or five episodes now yeah um, one with a friend who just I was just watching it he was like oh let's just watch an episode of this and then we were just hanging out and then one of the other friends went to bed and we were still up and watched, stayed up and watched another like two episodes <laughs> after it and we were like yeah this is great it's, it, it is super um, wholesome and I love it how like they don't go oh you're like really skinny or overweight so you need to dress like this to hide it it's like no yeah, yeah. Like, no, it's, they just go, oh. okay, so you're a larger person, so what you want to do is wear something like this, because then it kind of, like, it fits you properly. It'll and it's complement like, how It complements. Yeah, your, yeah. It, it doesn't hide. They, and, like, and I love yeah, that. It's because, like, I've, I grew up, like, my mother was obsessed with those shows. And so, like, I grew up watching, like, the, um, oh, what was it? There, there was one that was, like, you'd nominate a friend so basically have a TV crew go around and go, hey, you're ugly, and your friend thought you needed cosmetic surgery. And Oof. then they get cosmetic surgery. And my mother Ooh. was like, she she was obsessed with those kind of shows. And like it was always really horrible because it was like, okay, so you're a larger lady, so let's see how we can hide that. And it's like, oh, okay. Right. Yeah, this is not this that. This is not that. This is, no, you're large and in charge. Let's fucking, let's, mm. let's find some clothes that suit your shape, basically. And it's, yeah, yeah. it's like, it's don't great. lose weight. You, know, you 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 fucking fantastic. Just all like you're really skinny. Then this is this will help you. You know, it, it's just that's good advice, and it's not body shaming or anything. And it's just really mm. wholesome and sweet. Yeah, it's just. I nice. do recommend it if you haven't watched it. It's I think dramatically different to what it used to be, which is kind of what I yeah. assumed it was still was. So yeah, no, I didn't like the old Queer Eye, but like the new one, I really do like. Yeah, really good. Highly recommended. And yeah, that's me done. I think we've just got left with some questions. Oh yes, questions. And by some questions, I mean a question, oh, which is okay. quite satisfying. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like it when we have lots of questions. It makes us feel like we matter. And if you want yeah, to no, make I... us feel like we matter, send us questions. <laughs> okay, okay. Seriously, I'm joking. I'm not. Uh, but my self <laughs> is like entirely answer... balanced on all of your, all of your like opinions of me. Uh, Please don't let me die. <laughs> so if you don't want Snipe to die, what email address <laughs> should people send it to? Send their questions to Drummer Matt. Time sensitive um, answer. The email address is only Matt at Snipe and Web at gmail.com. Also, don't feel like and you have to send us questions. We are joking. <laughs> no, but also, actually, I, I'm going to issue a bit of a challenge because in the last three weeks, despite only getting one question in, we've had at least ten emails from a, um, promotional emails oh. that I haven't opened and read, but they're all from a thing called Truck and Tractor, which <laughs> makes me think that someone's been listening to <laughs> like trucking things and has gone, oh, these, these people like trucking. We should send them emailing, emails selling them trucking paraphernalia. You see, you see like I mean, I assume it's all person, spam, so I'm not clicking on it. One person just gone it like they've created a truck and tractor business with like being bolstered by how much you love Euro Truck Simulator, <laughs> and they you won't even open their fucking emails. Maybe well, if, I'm I'm sorry to that person, but I assume if I click on the email, my everything in my house will explode. So <laughs> it's, that's how it's that works. Probably so. fine. We get all manner of weird um, emails Hi. to the main one. I love your videos and watch it all the time. <laughs> videos and or content. Uh, yeah. We've currently got one where we keep, uh, someone keeps asking us if we want to do like a video review of some Alexa like synced up LED lights. Like, oh, do you want to make a video review of that? Like, um, 
No. We're a 40k channel predominantly. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my emails. Like, anyway. If you send us 40,000 of these lights, send us 41,000. <laughs> Maybe of we should these do lights. that. I should say, well, we make 40, uh, Warhammer 40,000 content. So if you send us 40,000 of these lights, <laughs> then we will make yeah. a video. Which would literally be three minutes long of us going, so we said this to this fucking marketing person and they were such a dumb shit, they actually did it, and now our house is full of Alexa lights. that works. Uh, There's a guy who has a channel called Quinton Reviews, and he got a message from like a sex doll company, like asking if he wanted to do like a review of it, and he went, yeah, sure. But yeah, so he said that, and yeah, they've sent him one, so... Oh, I've seen that, and it's just, it's the creepiest fucking thing. It's been in the background of, like, a couple of his videos now, and it's just terrifying, and he is doing, like, a full video on it, a, a video review on this sex doll, and no, he's not having sex with it. No. So, yeah, that's that's the thing. That's the thing. Anyway, question. Yes, question. What is the question? Okay. And who is so, who is the person that sent us the one question and is therefore our favourite? Our favourite. Our favourite person is a person called Dee Dee. Hi Dee Dee, you're our favourite. <laughs> and their question is, which Primarch would you like to be your buddy at Burning Man? So, there's just for some context, I mean, I think everyone knows Burning Man is a weird big, like, I say weird in the most positive of ways, I think. <laughs> It's a festival that happens in the middle of the desert and you have to take water along, otherwise you'll die and then you set fire to things. There's more context to that than I'm sure. Is it, is but, it an actual music like, festival or is it just a general festival? I, I think it might have evolved into having music. Mm-hmm. I, I have no idea. I don't want to say because, you know, I don't want to get it yeah, wrong. Yeah, I'm anyway, going to say Vulcan. So this is, just, this is just for what they'll be doing. So it's someone to make sure that you eat and stay hydrated. Someone to apply sunscreen. Call the rangers if you get hurt or take too many goofballs. Get uh, and or and then won't get down from the car kebab, which uh, there's there's lots of pictures of a, it's a big stick, coming from the ground which has lots of cars impaled on it and people seem to climb it and it's got like a bird's nest thing at the top of Strangely, it. Strangely, that is the one one of the few things I am actually familiar with from Burning Man. <laughs> okay, but they, they, those those are amongst the responsibilities. Okay, of your Burning Man buddy. So which Primark would you like that Vulcan. to be? Actually, that's a pretty good call. He mm-hmm. would, I think, he would be the person who would be the most responsible. Yeah, and he'd be there for big hugs. I mean, and I, he, you know, the, he's into the whole fire thing too. Yeah, so. I, I think Rogel Dawn I, would be a good call to look after you, but I don't think he'd be into it. He just built like a huge sandcastle for you to live in. Yeah, I, I don't think he'd be super into the whole thing. Although I think he he'd would, be, he'd tolerate it. He, I think he would be interested in the car kebab. So. Yeah, I think I am too, because it sounds delicious. It is not something you eat. It is something you look at uh, or I, I, Everything is something I can eat. It's I mean, just how easy or difficult or, like, can I only eat it once? Okay, Patreon goal. At a certain amount, we are going to fly <laughs> out to Burning Man and Snipe is going to attempt to eat a car. No, I'm going to attempt to eat the car kebab. The whole thing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know what we what we'll require on Patreon. I don't know how much it costs to get to Burning Man. Probably lots of money. Yeah, and I feel it's like half of Critical Role go every year. Really? Yeah. Oh shit. Um, They're like fucking Matt Mercer posted like a thing to his Instagram of him and just like Mad Max gear with just like a leather fucking like like uh, an armless leather jacket, just like no shirt on, just kicking open a random pair of swinging barn doors. <laughs> Like, you know, it's like saloon doors in the middle of the desert and just shouting, it's high noon. Okay. It was the weirdest fucking thing. I might have even hallucinated it. I don't it's know. It's possible. Mm. It's possible. Maybe it's my dream journal again. Uh, but yeah, no. 
I think Vulcan would be the best. Magnus might not be a bad one. He's, yes, he would be. He's of, Magnus uh, is the worst. He, he's of the desert, and he... Uh, he's of yeah, that makes stupidity, sense. and I don't like it. And he did make a, make a land, I can never remember what it's called offhand, but the big city that was like, basically, he created a paradise out of this hellish kind of desert area. So he might be good at, you know, keeping you hydrated and stuff in the desert. Maybe He's not ang- pee in your mouth. Maybe not Angron, because Angron would piss in your mouth if you said you were thirsty. Yeah. And that would be yeah. the only thing that would make him smile. Yeah. <laughs> Although the giant burning man might make him have a little bit of a giggle. Yeah. I think he'd have a bit of a giggle. Bit of a giggle. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of a giggle. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't want anyone from the Flame Falcons chapter. Because then they'd be the burning man. They would be the burning men's, yes. And then it couldn't be called burning man because they'd have to call it burning man's. And that doesn't no, sound as good. No, they'd have to good. call it burning, burning men's because there's multiple. Ah, the burning men's. Yes. yes. Let's, well, let's all... go to the burning men's. Let's go to burning men's, yes. Where um... you can get a burgie. <laughs> Matt, do you have a perspective on this? Um, I mean, I'm not sure I can add anything to what you've said. Who's left? Fulgrim. Take um, Fulgrim. It's a really good idea. Take Fulgrim. 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 You definitely sure come back with your nipples pierced. Yeah, that's why you should take Fulgrim. <laughs> what's his what, What's his name? I'm, 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 <laughs> I've quickly brought up a list of Primarchs because I was like, you said all the ones that I can remember <laughs> off the top of my head. Who's left? <laughs> um, yeah, who knows? I have no idea. I've never said this one out loud. Jaghar? Jagatai Khan. Yes. Yeah, I don't think I've ever what said that out loud. But he's a biker, so I feel like he'd fit in quite yeah, well. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I think he'd just so, be a, he'd be, be cool to hang out with anyway. Yeah. I think yeah, I'm just I'm just like my my the, my my um, priority here is sun cream. <laughs> so I'm just like, who would be the best at putting sun cream? That in? really is Vulcan. Let's be honest. Yeah, he's got lovely hands. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you you, you are. Oh, right you in your you, first you want Ferris Manus so he could like. Oh, his hands would be horrible and cold though. Yeah. Even, no matter how what it would. I think it actually be uncomfortably cold. Like he'd initially be like, "Oh, that's lovely." Yeah, and, and then cold, he'd but... never be able to get the sunscreen off his hands. <laughs> and then you'd be like, "No, this is my hand towel." And he's like, "But I want that flannel." And you're like, "No, it's my flannel." And then you'd fight over the flannel, and he'd just punch your soul out of your body. Okay, I'm gonna have a little bit of a, a sub question to this. Okay, I'm just gonna add briefly before okay. we wrap up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've got what you're gonna take to Burning Man. Yeah, yes. but. That's not the type of festival we're more likely to go to. Um, I think the biggest, the biggest kind of like rock festival in Britain really is Download. Yep. Um, Who would we take to so Download? So which which, um, which Primark would you take to Download? I know who I wouldn't take, and that'd Angron. be that'd be Comrade Kurz because he'd get way too into any kind of like mosh pit. Yeah, like he'd, he'd, he'd take literally a, kill people. He'd take a wall of death to be literal. <laughs> uh huh. He is the wall of death. <laughs> yes, he just runs forward, and then there's just bodies. Yeah. Oh, I don't know who I'd take to down. Probably Vulcan again because he's just really nice, and I'd buy him an ice cream. He's also the person most likely to have a bum bag containing the sun cream. Yeah, and he's yeah. Got, like, I would say my priority here he's is got, still like, sun cream. whiskers so. on in in like the 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 face like thing, and then I could sit on his shoulder and watch the bands, and he'd be like, "Well, this is very nice." <laughs> Then you buy an ice yeah, cream. Yeah, I buy an ice cream. I feel like Corax would probably enjoy it. Well, he wouldn't say he enjoys it, but he he'd be like, he'd be into it. I think he's the one who who would most appreciate it. Yeah. So that that'd be cool. Uh, and however, then you could I... like hold hands with him when when my chemical no, no, romance are playing. 
<laughs> I'm going I'm to improve, improve, improve on this answer and go. I'm not going to take a Primark, but I'm just going to take the Emperor because then you can just sit him on his throne in like one spot, and then whenever you go off and see Band, you know what spot to come back <laughs> to meet because he ain't going. Nice, anywhere. nice. So he's like, you know, your base, and he can just sit there and watch the, watch the bands at the main stage or whatever, and just be fine. And just be sitting there and, and complaining how nothing's been as good since the band Wasp played at the old Monsters of Rock festival. I'm going to be honest. I think taking <laughs> the Emperor and his Golden Throne has some logistical issues. <laughs> what do you mean? It's, no, no, it's, it's built fine. into a mountain. Yeah. And yeah. then there's the whole like, if you're staying for the whole weekend, you need to like because it's like three three nights. So you'll need like three thousand like like people to just sacrifice like to the emperor like one thousand a day. It's otherwise a big festival. He'll, otherwise, he'll get cranky. It's a big festival. It's yeah. Fine. It's just it's just it's just. He can grab a bite way. while he's on the move. All right. Yeah, but <laughs> okay. Maybe this is more perfect for something like Leeds Wedding Festival, where most of the people because everyone at download is lovely. Yeah. Most of the people at Leeds and Reading are nice, but there's a few bellends, and there's probably enough bellends that we can sacrifice the emperor. So maybe the emperor is just used when you go to a festival that's not full of nice. Okay, okay. so yeah, because then you've oh, got the sacrifice. Or, or you go to Coachella and just let the emperor eat everyone because <laughs> he can have everyone. Yeah, there. I do. I do want to just loop. And they have like astroturf, so you can walk around barefoot. Like that is not no. a festival no. if there's not mud. What are you if doing? If you knocked your ankles in mud, it's not a real festival. <laughs> Okay, um, gatekeepers. Oh but seriously, though, fuck, fuck those like incredibly like wealthy brats. <laughs> um, I do have one little thing I want to loop back round to before we wrap up. I now really want to buy the Forge World Vulcan model and model a bum bag on him. He needs a he needs a bum bag <laughs> yes. so he can put his because he's got like a couple of rocks he likes. He's found a couple of nice rocks yeah. and he's popped them in there. He's, Vulcan's so he just a good boy. All, so he can go show all of his yeah, sons. Please do this. And he'd wear it properly, wouldn't wear it the, the fancy way. Like, uh, shot like over the shoulder, kind of like yeah. crossbody. Because like some, like Ugh, it's a stupid no. fashion thing now. All, all the kids are doing it and look ridiculous. Yeah, by, by the way, if you're not in the, because I don't know how widely spread the term bum this, bag is, it's what it's Americans, a fanny pack. Yeah, it's what Americans call a fanny pack. Yeah. <laughs> we can't say fanny pack. No, that means something different here. No, because like a lot of people have fanny packs, you don't even need to buy them <laughs> it's like you just sit there and go why have americans called this type of bag a vagina sack? oh my what? god that reminds me of a part <laughs> yeah. from look away oh god okay there's a part where they're in class being taught about dante's inferno because of course they are and this is when bam bam is is like swap places with miriam and she basically it's like it looks at her she's sitting there with her legs open and she like pulls something out from between her legs and it's just like a V-shaped piece of paper. Okay. And she turns around and she passes it to to her friend's like boyfriend, and he opens it up and it just says "Smell me." Oh. <laughs> and then he smells it and he's like, "Yeah, I'm into this." And I literally I had to stop and go, "This is the director's like fantasy, isn't it?" Mm. That, yeah. yeah. Sorry, that just reminded me. That's what. Right. Sort of, on that very pleasant note. <laughs> no, it was a very yeah. unpleasant note. You see, all I say is like, think of that the other way round. If a bloke, yeah, like, some guy pulls a cube out of his out of his gooch and he's like, he hands it, like, <laughs> smell me. It's like, it's, you have yet, what? It's from salt and vinegar crisps or something. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, she thinks it's cheese and onion, and she turns around and he's actually eating ready salted. She's like, wait, what? <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> Moving on <laughs> to the end. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We're sorry We're about so what you had to listen sorry. to. Uh, we hope the next one 
will be better, but we offer no guarantees. We hope the next one will yes. be better, but we're pretty sure it won't be. We're pretty sure. You know <laughs> yeah. what? We're heading up to the hundred. I think you know. Once we hit a hundred podcasts, at that point, we can we can just stop trying. Yeah. You know? I mean, like we've been trying. No, we have. We're in it for the long run. Then, like you know, we might as well just hunker down <laughs> and just settle. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, we should probably go because oh my heck. Thank you for uh, listening, everybody. Have a good day, weekend, whatever. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.